0: Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shuneman alongside Mac
0: Daddy, Pete Robertson in the house. Hello, hello, hello. So good to be here. Can't wait to talk about today.
1: How are you doing, Pete? Uh, what I'm do you sure. want to talk about today? There's so many things going on in the world right now.
0: You know what? It's um. There's revival happening. I think. I mean, I we feel we believe that there's a change in the in the air.
1: There's we, something different going on. There I is. mean, we're hearing different things. Yeah. And what whatever you, whatever whatever you think about what's going on at Asbury and all these other colleges around the country, uh, you
0: know. Regardless, there seems to be a there seems to be a movement throughout throughout history. If you study history. I'm talking biblical history, right? You see moments like every century where there's some sort of outbreak of revival. There's a reason why, you know, the Bible is still as relevant today or as strong today as it was back then, right? The message is very clear. God is in control. He's constantly moving. And, um, you know, and it just happens. We're going to talk about that today on the show, but it's just... You know, well, I'm, I actually broke down from the 1500s on. I didn't go back further than that, but of BC the, or AD? No, AD. So okay. just of the so different revival, history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, you when I I went back further and and saw, you know, what we have as far as written history of revivals that took place. That I mean, the Bible, Jesus keeps, you know, the you know, there's something that happens all the time that just keeps spurring people on. It just keeps people, you know, advancing God's kingdom. And it's just like, God's in charge. He knows what he's doing. And we sense that maybe we're on a brink of something happening again.
1: You know? It feels that way. It does. Like the truth. Truth always can rise us back to the top, right?
0: Yeah, and I think that you. I work. Many of you guys know that you know Riot Podcast is is part of uh, Be Mission Minded uh, Ministry, and you know everything is about mission minded, right? It's about discipleship. It's about advancing God's kingdom and so forth. But another ministry that's a part of Be Mission Minded is a, a ministry called Natural Discipleship. We've talked about it. We've had um Joffrey on the yep. show, and we've had some other people on the show, but. You know, I've I've been working directly with that. We work with a lot of pastors, indigenous pastors from around the world. And and one of the things that we feel as a ministry and as an organization is that we're in a really good position with revival happening within our land. Because what comes from revival, we're going to talk about a little bit today, but what comes from revival is worship. So there's a worship of God. There's repentance of sin. And then from there, there's a, there's a, the, the people go out into the harvest. There's laborers, right? So what are you going to do? Once you've given your life to the Lord, you repented and you have a revival. it. you want to be a, a part of God's kingdom, you want to start doing things for the Lord. You want to be, a, you know, a, one of his servants and discipleship is what God calls each Christian to do. And so if we're truly called by God, we should be in the ministry of multiplying disciples. And if we're not multiplying disciples, can we honestly say that we're called by God? And that's truly the, the question, you know, and people say, well, I do disciple or I do that. Well, natural discipleship is a is a ministry that that is, is it's a tool. It's a curriculum that's set up to help pers- people's personal ministry to multiply disciples. And so you take people through, you have conversations, you're vulnerable together You grow spiritually together, but more than anything else, you encourage one another to continue to disciple and to fulfill the great commission that God. So that's, I'm extremely busy with that in our ministry. Not only, you know, everything that we do, uh, my wife and I have just, we're just overwhelmed with that, but God is doing something great and it's just exciting. But anyway, if anybody's listening to that and you don't have a personal discipleship ministry, we love to hear from you. I'd love to get you connected or you can go just go into the app um, and download natural discipleship um, in the app store and you can start your personal ministry there. There's, we have different languages that you can download it. and, and... Start that round. But there's so much to come. We're going to talk about this a lot in the future, (laughs) I'm sure. There's so much that's going to be dropping this year. Natural discipleship is blowing up around the world. And we have so many things in the fire right now um, that we're going to be presenting to the public to the global community here soon so,
1: that's awesome Pete. Yeah. You, i think you kind of read my mind i was going to ask how if pe- you pique people's interest how, how can they find out more but oh, just yeah. go to the, go to go to your app store whether it's the yeah, apple I mean, or the android
0: or if they go to naturaldiscipleship.com there there's, you go they'll it direct you directly to the app store
1: naturaldiscipleship.com yeah.
0: okay yeah try to spell that yeah I know. <laughs> it's like it's like could you not have picked the harder thing to spell than natural disaster Couldn't you
1: from? just go nd.com? No, Notre Dame University I've, had that. Sorry.
0: We looked through all. I have of that. no idea who has yeah. that. No, probably. Dot <laughs> org, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. dot no, EDU. So talking about revival, so this is kind of funny. So this is like you and I have been talking about this for some weeks now. Yeah. So this past Saturday, we had a men's breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. And and Bobby, many of you guys know that leads an amazing men's breakfast. There's just like many guys that come from all different churches all around Orlando. And we talked about revival and it was just an awesome discussion. And just, you know, I think it's in the air and it's, you know, it's been on yours in my heart, you know, for some time. And so we're just talking about, we're not going to. We're not going to see this stuff happen and not mention it, right? So we need to start talking about it. Well, that's one of the things we do here at
1: the Riot Podcast. So I mean, yeah, we're kind of working our way through the Book of John, but when things pop up and we're like, "We can't ignore this," or like, "We'll just jump into it." No, it's what you
0: guys are, you know, talking about. We want to be talking about it. We always want to be fresh and relevant. So it's like, based off, I mean, Righteous Invasion of Truth. We're bringing truth to what is happening in the world around us you know so yes we 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 dissect and we unpack you know the bible verses and things and bring relevancy to it but we also were always mindful of of world elections of things in economy and things that are happening and so that's just kind of how we how we roll but right right now there's right there's a what am i trying to say not right there's a revival, revival taking place it and so seems we're in in the
1: in the, hi- in the yeah. highlights in the in the um What's the word I'm looking at? headlines? Thank yeah, you. A lot. But you've had you've got a lot of things going on. You had that movie come out with uh the Jesus, Jesus Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. Saw that last week. It's not a
0: coincidence that drops right when the all of this same is exact, talking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that Saturday morning. It's like all these things are like happening at the same time. It just feels like something big is about yeah, to happen. There's something or brewing. Something, something's brewing. God's yeah. at, God's at work in different ways. And whether you agree with you know what's going on in these different places. I mean, there's universities all across America that these revivals seem to be popping up, and and we're not judging. I mean, we're honestly we we don't we don't know what's real, what's not real, but there will be fruit if it's real. There will be fruit. Yeah. So
0: there'll be a long-lasting change. Yeah. 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 And then from there, so. All of this is taking place within this week. And then this coming Sunday, you're teaching at Go Church. And I think your message, right, is going to be centered on a revival. Yeah,
1: it's just that's really what God put on my heart about four weeks ago to talk about. And then all of this other stuff just kind of comes up at the same time. Again, it's not a coincidence. It's it's crazy. It's crazy how God works. So, yeah, pray for me, listeners, that uh, this is not something I do on a regular basis. And it's out of way, way out of my comfort zone. So pray that uh, the Holy Spirit would lead, and I know He will.
0: But, would it be a distraction if I'm sitting in front of you making faces at you? Yes,
1: it that would. would be a distraction. So I shouldn't do that. No, probably not. <laughs> I want you there. It, it
0: makes it comes natural. I want to me all to be of be our weird. listeners there, but
1: I don't want you making faces. The good news <laughs> is um, that the spotlight is so bright that it's hard to I see. It's hard to really and it's see people yeah. see people's faces anyway. Yeah, so I guess that's a good thing. I don't like not being able to see the people, but in this, you know, this may not, it might be a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah. It's like that. And do you ever hear that one thing that says, you know, to make yourself feel comfortable when you're standing in front of people, just imagine them all yeah. in the underwear Yeah, You've heard that
1: all your life. Yeah. It came from, I think a Brady Bunch episode. I,
0: that makes no sense to me. <laughs> that doesn't make me. make. That it would more... not make me. Un... Yeah. That yeah. would make me more uncomfortable. It makes no <laughs> sense to me. And then I had one, I had when I remember when I first spoke in public, uh, I was like a teenager or something and, and I was at a church. And the guy says, Don't look at anybody. Look right at the back of the room and, and find a, a spot and focus and on that spot. A spot. Yeah, I've heard that too. Now that helps. Yeah. You know, when you're first starting and you're getting out, but you're you're a pro at this now, man. Stop. You you can do this in your sleep. Stop. Yeah, you've done this enough times. You speak in front of people like it's nothing. You're just that, I guess I don't know. You're like a charismatic, I don't know, you're just naturally gifted. <laughs> I don't know the right word. I'm glad you have so much confidence in me, Pete. But it's the truth. Anybody that knows you. So everybody that's listening on the show now that you know personally, Bob, you're all saying, yes, yes, we know. So uh, it's not just me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. If that's true, put it in the comments. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 One thing encourage that we, me. Encourage me going would, into this weekend. We would love to hear that. All uh, right. Well, let's get going.
1: All right. Let, let me open up in prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, we love you. We trust you. We, uh, we could just give you this show now. We're talking about kind of a fun I don't know if it's fun but it's it's needed it's, this topic of revival lord and we just we want it to be real we want it to be about you and really that's what we're going to talk about in this show today is what, what revival is what it looks like and, and hopefully we will give some tips to how to get there and uh, what it's meant to us personally in our lives and and how we see it so lord we just ask you to move in a mighty way today that uh, our words would not be ours, but but yours, as we dive into your into your book and share truth on this show we call the Riot, uh, Lord. I just pray that you would bless it and uh, use it in mighty ways, in ways we cannot even imagine. You are so good. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah, many people don't ask us. Well, how did you come up with the name Riot? Well, there was a there was a uh, singer back in the days called Carmen. And he had a, um, he had a song. So if you guys want to look it up, you can see it, but it was called the riot and it was righteous invasion and truth. And that was kind of where it came from. And when uh, Bob and I and Barry would get together, we would always just like, we would start talking about what was happening in the world. And we would like, ah, oh, that's not true. And this, this is true. And that's not true. And we would, we would always have these conversations to bring truth to what was going on. And so that's kind of how it stuck. And so if anybody asks, there you go. So now we've said this before on the show, but now we've, we've put it out there again, but that's crazy. That's kind of how two and a half years we've been doing this. is that insane? Yeah, it is. That has been good. Yeah. All right, let's roll.
1: Pray that he keeps using it. All right. So our topic today, what is a Christian revival? Great question. Yeah. The topic of today's show is what is a Christian revival? We've heard about what's going on in Asbury and we've seen signs of revival on campuses, of many of the universities across America. So, what is ri- revival exactly? Well, we believe it is a spiritual reawakening from a state of dormancy or stagnation. Is that right out of Webster?
0: Um, yeah, that's actually <laughs> it from, is, right? Yeah, it's a Wikipedia, I believe. Yeah. Wik-
1: Wikipedia. Yeah. So, it's a state of dormancy or stagnation yeah. in a believer's life. Key word there. It includes a renewed love for God, an appreciation for God's holiness, and a love for his word and his church, a convicting awareness of personal and corporate sin, a spirit of humility, and a desire for repentance and growth in righteousness. Revival energizes and sometimes deepens a believer's faith, opening his or her eyes to the truth in a new and exciting way. It generally causes a new beginning with a clean slate, a new beginning of life lived in obedience to God. Revival breaks the world's charm and power, which blinds men's eyes and generates both the will and the power to live in the world. But.
0: Yeah, I, we, you know, in our prep time this morning, in our discussion, I mean, trying to exactly describe it, it's, it's kind of difficult And, and, and I'll just give the best, way that I can understand it. Um, I know that as I've lived out my life, um, I've, I've taken on a lot of the things of the world, right? So I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had bad habits, I've created things in my life that were not always the very best for God's way, right? I've chosen my own way, Um, I've believed in my own lies or I believed in the world's lies. I've, I've not had an attitude of worship. I haven't been a repentant heart or I'm just, or I'm just going through the motions and I'm not, I'm obedient to God. I'm not, um, I'm not in service for God. I'm not looking and seeing people as God sees them. Um, There's just a cloud about me. There's a, there's a barrier there. There's there's a hindrance, there's a burden, there's there's um it's not freedom, it's not joy, it's not uh you, you know what I mean. It's just there, it's not light, it's heavy. You know, that's you know that and that's where I was at. That's where I've been in my past. And that's it's it's in and, and then I the other part of it is I feel distant from God, although I'm still trying to be in the presence of God. I'm still going to the church or I'm doing this, but I still feel like I'm not when someone asks me, what is God telling me? I don't, you know, I don't really know, or I don't have passion. I'm not on fire per se, or I'm not, you know, I can't wait to talk about God with other people. It's just, it's not there. Even though I believe in God, I believe in all of that. It's just, it's not there. And and so revival for me was it's when I, I said enough is enough with the lifestyle that I'm living. And then I, I knew that I wasn't right. So I had to deliberately, um, not on my own will or on my own power, but I had to deliberately, by by pray in the spirit to um, repent of my sin and to position myself um, consistently and constantly uh, in in the stillness of of my moment in, in before God. You know, I had to I had to stop being as i was and i had to renew my mind uh and it with a lot of effort and, and it and it took discipline the bible you know paul says that he you know we have to discipline our minds and our body we have to take those things captive and and put them in a position so that we can worship god and and i think that the world is constantly teaching me or teaching us to, to worship self or to worship entertainment or worship something that pleases us in that moment or something that helps relieve the pain in that moment where God is saying, I want all of that. I want your entertainment time. I want your pain time. I want all of that. And I want you to learn to come to me first. And that's where the Whole Bible, when it says, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all things are added unto you. So revival for me was when I finally said enough is enough with this old lifestyle and that I I am repenting of my sin. I am running to the cross. I am running to the presence in the throne of God. And I am choosing to sit in the stillness of that moment and worship him. And then I'm consistent and I'm constant every single day. And, and, and that's, I think that's what we just said at the beginning is re- what happens with revival is, you know, we, we say, well, maybe it's good for a moment because they get caught up in the emotion. There's emotionalism in it. There's a, there's a buzz. There's a bunch of people are doing, it, and it is great for a week, maybe a month, maybe two months, three months, four months. Fine. But are you consistently and constantly running from the world's ways, running from the habits that you had of old and sitting quietly in the presence of God and worshiping Him? And is there, a, is there a sense of obedience that comes from that? Is there, a, is there a renewing of your mind? Is there a stillness? Is there a love? Is there a gentleness? Is there characters of Christ coming out of you? That wasn't always the case with me. I still battle today. And, and God is constantly wanting or asking of me to, to deny my flesh, pick up my cross and, and forcefully put myself in a position to, mm. and, it, and it's, and it doesn't come natural. You know, it's, it's, it goes against my, my common sense. It goes against my, the, the way that my body naturally wants to go. It's, it's, it's the opposite. And it takes effort and it takes discipline and it takes the spirit of God to just invade every aspect of it. But anyways, that kind of sets it up. Right?
1: That's really good.
0: So I, so with that, 2 Chronicles 7.14, and, and we don't really find revival too much said or spoken about in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament, God really brought that a lot. And I think 2 Chronicles 7.14 is God's word to the people of Israel and not just them, but to us, yes. of what revival looks like. And so go ahead and like read that. And yeah, this is a, kind of dicey.
1: It says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Mm. There's like four things you're telling us to do there. Yeah, what? Right. So, That's first, the first one is humbling themselves. Yeah. The first thing we have to humble ourselves. And as you were, you were sharing what, what revival means in your life, yeah. this is what hit me in my life. So, the couple times that I feel like I really had revival in my life was when I had come to the end of myself and had to completely surrender to God. And until you do that, or t- for me anyway, that, that's what kind of is the turnaround. So it's like, you know what, Lord, I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm sorry. You know, I'm, please sit on the throne of my life, right? And uh, you almost got to come to the end. You got to come to the end of yourself and just completely surrender. Wave that white flag and say, Lord, you are in control and acknowledge that.
0: It's not a one-time event, though. That's why I was no. saying it's that is a no. it's a you know what is it? It's the daily. It's a daily surrender. It's a daily sacrifice. Oh. and and over time, it becomes the practice. It becomes the new habit, and then we have to then battle against religion. Yeah, it, it wasn't it
1: Paul that <clears throat> said you. It's a da- like a da- you have to make yourself a daily sacrifice, right? That's every what? day. Yeah, every day. So, so that's a yeah. good point. So uh, back to the four things that yeah. I that I saw there. So yeah. you've got to humble yourself. Yeah. And then once you humble yourself, now you can pray. Yep. And praying is to, you know the, now you're you've got access. You've yeah. got access to how to many the times? Universe. How many
0: times do we go to pray, and um we haven't humbled ourselves? Yeah. I wonder if he even hears it. He doesn't. The Bible's <laughs> clear. We 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 cannot get into the throne room of God without humility. Right. A broken and contrite heart. We have to have that mentality. And it's like there's so many times that you know you're you're wanting a new job, or you're wanting this, or you're wanting a new wife, or you're wanting this, or whatever it is that you're wanting, but you're not coming broken before the Lord. God's not just gonna answer your prayer, you're living a life contrary to his perfect will. So you're saying these are in a particular order. Yeah. So in order for our prayers to be answered, we must first, and not just one time, we must in our hearts. Make a lifestyle of repentance. It must be a it must be a transformation that we decide that we're going to do every single day. Mm, good. Yeah. All right, next one prayer. Humble ourselves, yeah, pray. Yeah. Seek my face. Yeah. So that's what, is, what does that mean? That's, Seek my face. That's that goes back to the constant consistency. It's like it's like in the world we're faced with so many false truths or we're given so many opportunities and there's so many different things we can choose, right? In that, there's confusion. In that, there's things that are not holy, that are not fully pleasing to God. And so how do we know how to operate in the world without fully knowing what truth is? And the only way that we can fully know and understand the truth is we must seek him everything we find it in the word of god we find it in our prayer times we find it in in fellowship with other believers but it's always centered in humbling ourselves because if we don't do that <clears throat> we can't pray and we don't have a passion to seek him
1: yeah. yeah matthew 633 right that's it seek first that's it and then finally and this may be the one we don't like the, the most but uh we got to turn from our wicked ways that sounds like repentance to me
0: Yeah. And it's, that's what comes naturally. And see, this is where the revival is, is when we in our hearts settle that, um, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to acknowledge I'm not God and he's God. And I'm going to acknowledge, I don't know. He knows. I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm now going to come humbly before him in prayer and just love him and worship him and thank him and do as Jesus taught us how to pray. And then in that moment, God then instills in us a new spirit. Old things are becoming be gone and new things are now becoming new. And our eyes are starting to open up and we're seeking him and we're walking with him and so forth. And what God does in the, in his loving grace and mercy is in time, he then starts revealing to us how far we've fallen away from him. Mm-hmm. He starts showing us these sins, he starts revealing to us that that wasn't the very best. We made bad choices. And in that moment, we have a choice. We can either continue on in that path and separate ourselves from God, or we can listen to what he's saying and repent and then move forward. But it's an attitude. It's the yeah. attitude. It's the consistent, constant attitude to be in his presence and to humble ourselves. That's revival.
1: That's awesome. And then... yeah. There's a beautiful promise. What? Finish up that verse, right? It says, then I, this is God talking. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, talking about the, the land. So this Israel, <laughs> this could be America. This could be your family. This could be, you know, whatever. Any part of the any country. Part, of the world? Any, yeah. any part of his family will <laughs> forgive their sin and heal their land. And we could use that in America right now.
0: And I think it goes. It. It. I think it starts with the personal. I do too. It, it. It. He heals our. Our being. He heals where we stand. And then not only that, our family. Yes. And then from our family, our family's family. And and I and I really believe it's a ripple effect. I do too. And so it's it's not a matter of like, hey, country and world and church, let's call you to revival. No, it's hey, person. <laughs> Yeah. Individual. Yep. Start there. Yep. And and then the ripple effect then affects everybody around you. Because and all of a sudden, you know, true revival is you'll start seeing porn be less, you'll start seeing, you know, bars and 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 things that are not of God start closing. Yep, they'll start um, going away. I mean but, I always look but at
1: the churches we, we try to focus on the sin and we try to get rid of the sin. That's no. <laughs> I mean yes that's bad we want to get rid of the sin but that's not the focus if you focus on the
0: sin you're missing the point we cannot our bashing or preaching or pointing a finger at person is not going to do it oh. our love our humility our elevating others above ourselves our our desire to help them really know Jesus because he's the author and finisher of our faith and he's the the beginning and end of everything that happens in our life it he is, he is the definition of love. He is the definition of goodness and of kindness, of grace and mercy. And, and if, we are, if we are working really hard to help people to understand that or see that, and that's our only focus, and we're doing whatever it is to help remove any obstacles that are coming against them, if we do that, then they can have an opportunity to experience the goodness of God themselves. But if we come at them the way that a lot of these churches are, hailfire and brimstone and yelling at people and bashing them and, and, and doing all of that, I mean, the church itself, I'm on, on Twitter, the church just destroys each other. Constantly. And I'm just like, what is going on? You guys are supposedly professors, or you guys are these big theologians? Shame on you. I can just, I
1: vision the demons just clapping. They're like, <laughs> just cheering them on.
0: And I really believe that even I'm just gonna take it to the politics. I believe we I believe we have to be apolitical. And I think some of these pastors or some of these leaders that are just so bent on one side or the other, shame on you. I just don't think you can have revival. You're alienating so many people. Jesus looks at each person equally. He sees every person the same. He loves you deeply and intimately. And it doesn't matter your political view. All he wants is a relationship with you. Let the Holy Spirit work out all the other stuff. We're not smart enough. And we act like we have all the answers. We don't. And if we want revival, not only on our heart, but in other people's hearts, we need to remove ourselves and let God be God. Oh, that's good. It's, it sucks.
1: Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we see everything through the platform of our political party instead of through the Bible. We just filter issues through the Bible. The, the answers are there. God, God will give you the answers.
0: I hate politics as much as I hate religion. Yeah. It sucks.
1: Religion sucks.
0: But politics does too. Politics is so ugly because it's so bent on, on the flesh. It's so bent on, on serving one's needs. It doesn't... If politics would just change... And they would say, well, "They, you know, we the people are governed by the people." If the people would just realize that, "Hey, you're not there to serve yourself for your own interests. You're there to sacrifice yourself and to elevate others above yourself yep. and look at people equally and love them." Second Chronicle, Second Corinthians, eight, fourteen, the equality verse. If they, we would, we the rich and the poor would come together. We would work together. We would love together. We would work. We would all for the purpose of God's glory. That is what politics is supposed to be, but it's not that. And it, and it sucks. I don't know. Don't well, that, was a, that was a great show. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Revival needs to happen in our governments is Amen. what I'm getting at. Amen. If that's our prayer, we're uh, praying that there would be repentance. Listen, everybody listening right now, we need to be praying for our governors, our mayors, yes. our senators, our congressmen. We need to be praying for our world leaders. We need to be praying that God would bring. God can. Listen, he brought uh, Nebuchadnezzar, the strongest, most powerful king in the world he brought him to his knees the writing was on the wall yes and, and nebuchadnezzar came back and says i'm never going to curse god ever again i'm going to worship him for the rest of my life god can do that to anybody we don't play it off and i think there's revival happening in our land and it could happen to our world leaders and we need to pray for that
1: can you imagine that <laughs> if our leaders lived out second chronicles seven fourteen and matthew six thirty
0: three? i it's But it starts with us. But amen. Agreed. We start it. We be holy. We adjust our lives. We run to the cross, right? Let it be there. And then the Bible says, the prayers of the righteous availeth much. And I'm telling you, if you're a righteous man and you're walking, the Bible, is, the Bible clearly says that a Christian has power and authority and dominion over darkness and evil spirits that are coming across people. And we have the, the ability to intercede for other people. Amen. And so, but it starts with us. You want revival? Have revival happen. And from there, darkness can be defeated. So good. Get me all excited, man! I like this. This 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 is is good stuff. All right, (laughs) the first Great Awakening,
1: also known as the first revival, occurred in the United States in the 1730s and 1740s. That was a long time ago. It was, and resulted in a spike in Protestant devotion, leaving a lasting imprint on American religion. Wait, I thought. Never mind. It came about as a result of authoritative (laughs) preaching that profoundly affected the congregations. With a convicting understanding of individual guilt and amazing and the amazing nature of salvation through Christ.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just gonna read a couple of of the different revivals because people ask, Well, how's it ever like the, happened? Is this the
1: Wycliffe time or is this before that part even part of
0: Wycliffe was a part of that, but let me just read this. So 1500s, um the Reformation, that's what restored. Remember Martin Luther? Yep. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the that's where I'm starting in the, in the earlier. So that happened. um, Reformation period transformed Europe out of the Dark Ages. Remember the Gutenberg press was yep. was done in 1517. Yep. Well, the Bible started being printing. That's where the Catholic Church would always just have it in the Latin, you know, and in, in all the manuscripts. S- yep. And yep. now we had it in. Now we had the Bible in English, and we had Bible in German, and we had Bible in all these different languages. Um, that started it. And so people started reading the Bible for themselves and they started saying, well, wait, it doesn't say that this is what it says. And they started allowing the spirit. So a great revival happened. So anytime revival happens, there's change. It changes culture. It changes people. It changes ways. Right. So the next one was what we just talked about here, the great awakening, 1734 to 43. That was with John Jonathan Edwards. We know of him, right? Our great He was in in politics. Jonathan Edwards reported that after years of fruitless labor, he saw God move where he he had in one meeting, he saw 300 people were saved. So he's like, there's no nobody, no fruit. Nothing's happened. All of a sudden 300 people were saved. Like, whoa, something's happening. Why 300 people, right? And then six months later, he was in a small town and 1,100 people were saved. Wow. And so he's like, okay, there's something happened. And after that revival broke out all through the U.S., And in in 1739, George Whitfield preached to 900,000 colonists. So 900,000 people heard the gospel, came for the gospel. Amazing. And that was in 17. Without microphone and speaker. Nope, nope. So that was that revival, the Great Awakening. Then there was a second awakening that happened in the 1800s and 1840s. And many of our listeners might know who Charles Finney was. Well, he preached over 500,000 people at one time. I mean, not at one time, throughout that time. 100,000 were converted in one meeting in Rochester, New York in 1831 alone. So 100,000 people came to the Lord at that time. Change happened in New York after that. If you follow the, if you look at the history and you look what happened, again, bars closed, bar, prostitution rings, all of that stuff started changing as the people's lives were being changed. And, and that's what happened. So that was in 1800s. 1875 to 1885, many of us know Dwight L. Moody. Well, he participated in a revival that swept across Chicago. So Chicago was swept. And after that, across the world, he saw 2.5 million people saved. Dwight L. Moody, across the world. He went over to the pond and went over to Great Britain, and he preached there, and a great revival took place. 1900s, we know the Reformation that restored the Holy Spirit. Um, By the 1900s, the church had become powerless and operated like a religious system. It still does today. But Welsh revival in 1904, which started after the young people began to experience reality of God's power through the Holy Spirit. And then from where I'm at, there's a, there's a, a Azusa Pacific University. It's right outside of L.A., um, there was a, a Zusa Street right there. The second revival of reformation in 1906 that lasted for about 10 years. Spell that Zusa. A Z U S A. So that was um, that one is a it was a Pentecostal one. So there was um, a lot of speaking of tongues. There was a lot of you know re- change in that way where people were becoming more spiritual led and so forth. So that happened during the 1900s. But in the 1970s, we just saw the movie Jesus movement. Right. That started a, a major uh, revival. What came from that? Worship music. So a lot of the worship music, no more hymns, but the, a lot of the freedom, the contemporary worship music that we got, that came from that revival. So at, whenever there's a major revival, there's always a transformation. There's always a change. Um, I uh, forgot what I said. I had it somewhere. I said, we should not seek to experience revival within, without anticipating true reformation. So if there's a there's an actual reformation, there's an actual change of culture, there's an actual change. Something's coming from it that's changing and affecting the world around us. That's where we know that okay, that's revival. So we're praying for this Asbury. What's yes. happening now and whatever is happening, we're we're gonna wait and see. But we'll see if there's actual change. Is there gonna be a, a something that comes from that? That's kind of where we can see there's revival. Same thing with our own lives, personal. Yep. Same thing with the there will be a noticeable change, a reformed life in our lives. We're no longer going to be listening to the same music. We're no longer going to be going in the same way. We don't have the same friends. We don't have the same lifestyle. It's just changed.
1: All right. Good. That's a good segue into my next point. In many ways, revival mimics the experience of a believer when he or she is saved. It is prompted by the Holy Spirit who creates an awareness of something missing or wrong in a believer's life that can only be corrected by God. The Christian, in turn, must respond from the heart, acknowledging his or her own need. The Holy Spirit then powerfully draws back the veil that the world has cast over the truth, allowing believers to fully see themselves in comparison to God's majesty and holiness. Yeah, that's Such it. comparisons, of course, bring great humility, we talked about that earlier, but also great awe of God and his truly amazing grace.
0: I can't tell you how many times in my, in my journey, and even to this day, Um, I'll do something or I'll say something in the flesh or I'll act a certain way. And um, usually not right away does God reveal to me what I'm doing. Usually I'm ignorant to it or stupid to it. But a lot of times in my quiet time when I'm praying with him later that evening or I'm quiet and laying down, Man, he He reveals it to me and immediately I got to repent. It's like, ah, man, I'm just so stupid. (laughs) You know, and sometimes I actually have to call somebody and just say, hey, you know what I just said was just kind of dumb. I didn't, (laughs) you know, whatever. And that's the hardest thing to do. But it's if I want to truly be obedient to God, we have to do that. We have to take that next. We have to show that there's an actual reformation. There's an actual change or reforming in my life. So, anyway, Isaiah 6 5 says, And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And unlike the initial conversion experience, which results in a new relationship with God, revival represents a restoration of fellowship with God, the relationship having been maintained despite the believer's withdrawal for a time. So it's just, it's completely, you get in a awe of God. You, there, is a, there is a passion that you didn't have. There is a, a fire inside of you that's just surreal. You can't put the words to it. And, and I, you know, you want it every day, but that's kind of what takes place when, when revival happens. All right.
1: You know, as a new believer, you, there's a transformation. What we're saying in the revival, there's a restoration. Yeah,
0: in yeah. A re, and you're reformed. Your whole your whole Bible, your whole life is reformed to God. So, all right, let's
1: go on to the next one. All right. In a variety of situations, God, through his Holy Spirit, calls us to revival. The letters of Christ to the seven churches reveal some of the circumstances that may necessitate revival. Christ praised the church in the letter to Ephesus for their perseverance and discernment, but he also stated that they had abandoned their first love. Hmm. Revelation 2, 4, and 5 says, But I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember, therefore, where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent.
0: Key word. I mean, I mean, Jesus in his grace and his mercy is constantly asking us to, I mean, if we're, we're not having revival in our hearts right now, I know that's what he's asking us to do. You know, many times as an excitement of accepting Christ fades, you know, you meet a baby Christian, they're amazing. You know, you meet that same baby Christian 10 years from now. The new car smells gone. it's it's where's the fire? You know, there's no the sacrifice hasn't been there. the discipline, the capturing your thoughts, the the running to Jesus is lost. And now the cares of the world has now invaded their life. And uh, they need revival. You know, we lose the zeal that we once had. We become engrossed in the ritual, going through the motions, and lose sight of the joy of serving Christ. Revival aids in the restoration of that first love and passion for Christ. Revelations two eleven is all about the church in Samir, Smyrna, New Smyrna, which it was under, or is it Smyrna? Not new Smyrna, Smyrna is a beach. Yeah, here that's about. a beach. That's not that. Yeah, which is under severe persecution. Life's cares and concerns can wear us down, leaving us emotionally, physically, and spiritually exhausted. Revival can provide us with new hope and faith. Um,
1: it's, wow, that could be a red flag. If you're exhausted all the time, yep. you might be in need of a revival.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if, if your life is boring, you're in need of a revival. If you sit there and say, I'm bored, and watch TV, you're in need of a revival. Mm. Because it's, we should never be bored as Christians. There is so much work done.
1: Wow. Yeah. So true. Right. Revelation two fourteen through 16 says this, But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching as of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block a stumbling block before the sons of Israel so that they might eat food sacrificed sacrifice to idols, practice sexual immorality. So also you have some who uphold the teaching of the, Nicol- the Nicolaitans? Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans? No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans. Therefore I repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. These verses address the issue of worldly compromise and incorporating worldly values into our belief system?
0: Yeah, it's, you know, the Bible is, it talks about the Babylonian system constantly. It's it's throughout, especially in Revelations. And if we are, if our mindset is constantly how the world thinks, like, um, I have to work to, to make my money. I have to work to eat. I have to I have to work to save so I can go on vacation. I have to, whatever it is, that the world system has invaded every aspect of your life. A Christian does not think that way. You know, the byproduct of our life is, is God provides, right? So God is in charge. As a Christian, how a, when you have revival in your heart, you're, you're going to God and you're saying, God I desire to be in your will today. I desire to fellowship with you. I desire to have eyes to see and ears to hear. I am going to work today so that I can be a light to darkness. I am going to work today so that I can elevate others above myself. I am going to do my life today so that it's a reflection of Jesus, right? That is, that is revival in your heart. You see things from God's eyes. You're not focused on the world's systems and focused on the world's ways. Too many Christians, if you listen to them, they're talking about the stocks and they're talking about this or talking about this and talking about this and all of this about business and everything else. And their, their lifestyle is completely that way. And it's like, well, where's God in it? How, how are you, what is God telling you? What is God saying? What is, what is, what's, what is he wanting you to do there? And, 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 and everything we're to look at it from his eyes. The byproduct of that, God supplies our needs he's the one it's not your hard work that's getting you the money at any moment you you can have health issues at any moment you can lose your job at any moment the market can go bad anything can happen that's not why you're successful you're successful because God's grace has allowed you to be successful. you're you have anything because God has allowed that to take place and and it's never about you and it's always about him so revival helps us understand that and helps us see that. And if we don't have revival in heart, it's so hard to see that. We live a different lifestyle. We live according to the world system. So We have the world values versus God's value. All right.
1: Good stuff. Revival assists us in correctly determining what values we should hold. The problem of tolerating false teaching in our churches is addressed in Revelation 2, 20 through 23. And it says this. But I have this against you that you tolerate that the woman Jezebel, who called herself a prophetess, is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and eat the food sacrifices, eat the food sacrifice to the idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation, unless. They repent of their works, and I will strike her children dead. All the churches will know that I am He who searches mind and heart, and I will give to each of you according to your works. We must examine the messages we hear and compare them to the Bible's message.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's it's operating uh, according to the world's ways. So so if 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 you're at church or you're repented and, or you're reading your Bible or, or, um, something happens in your life where God is revealing to you that what you're doing is not the very best way. Yeah. You have two choices. Either one, you can say, okay, God, I believe you. I repent of that. Or you can continue to keep doing it. In this case, they, they continue to live in sexual morality. They can, it's like, I, you know how many people that are probably listening to this and I, and, and I don't understand this at all, but there's a lot of people that are going to church where they're living together and they're not married, right? There's there's a lot of people that have accepted the world system that that's okay, that they can live together as boyfriend and girlfriend, have sex together or whatever, but the Bible is very clear that that's not the very best thing, right? I've heard it say that. Well, how am I supposed to know if we're gonna work out if I don't try it out first, right? Um, so it's I understand the justification, and I understand the passions that are there. If you have the passions to do that, and and if it's godly led, and the Spirit of God has anointed your relationship, then by all means get married. But if your relationship is not built and centered upon God, then you might not want to get married because you're going to be you're going to be living in a in a lifestyle that is not the very best for God. It's not going to be ultimately fruitful anyway, right? So well, that's why there's so many divorces. That's why there's so many things that are happening is because people have chosen a path that's contrary to the word of God. Anyway, that's this in context. That's kind of what it's saying. And if revival, when revival happens in your life, you'll examine how you're living your lifestyle, you'll examine it to the word of God, and then there will be a change. That you will stop doing what you were once doing. And in this case, that's what they were saying. So Whatever that is, I mean, if you're if you're watching porn, if you're listening to music, that's not the very best. If you're going out, if you're you you have cussing, if you're an alcoholic, you're a drug addict, you're you know whatever these bad habits that you have, or you're you're just lazy, or you're passive, or you're just angry all the time, or you know you're controlling, or you're an abuser, or whatever those is. There's a lot of things that we can have. And and if that is happening in your life and you have true revival, God will naturally start taking those away from you. You'll start, you know, changing from. Them. So, all right.
1: You know, revival aids us in discovering the truth. Revelation 3, 1 through 6 says, And to the angel of the church of Sardis writes, the words of him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works. You have the reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up and strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God. Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you will not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come against you. Yet you still have few names in Sardis, people who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy." The one who conquers will be clothed thus in white garments, and I will never blot his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This describes a dead church, one that goes through the motions on the outside but has nothing on the inside.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a perfect picture of a nominal Christian Christianity. Prosperous on the outside, preoccupied with religious rituals— but devoid of spiritual life and power. <clears throat> Unfortunately, many of the people in the church are like this. They they do not walk intimately with God. So you ask them or you talk to them, and there's no fruit. They don't. They go through the motions. They still have the cares of the world uh, in their lifestyle. Um, there's no different. They just look just like the world. Even though they go to church, they do all the religious things. But there's just you can't tell. Um they they you know it's that that's breaks my heart, it broke Jesus' heart, you know, and this is why he's warning the churches here. He's just saying, You're breaking my heart. You know, you you're putting on all the great show, you look great, but you have no power.
1: The message that sends of the world. I mean that the law sees that and like it's no different than us. Why yeah. would I want that?
0: Yeah, and I don't want that for my own life. So I yeah. have to really guard against that myself. Yeah.
1: All right. The root the root word word <laughs> the root word for revival comes from the word revive. The prefix re just means again and vive, which derived from the old French word "vivre," meaning to live. So all that said, the word revive literally means to live again.
0: Yeah, it's like, how did we get our word? Well, there you go. So we just broke it down. It, it just literally, the core of it was to live again, right? So you might, you know, we really don't have life Unless we have the transformation of Jesus in us, right? Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So if we're living in sin apart from Christ, we're going to die. We're going to live in eternity in hell forever, right? But if we, if we give our life to Jesus, Jesus says, I have come to give you life and not just life, but abundant life, right? So that's, that's kind of what, you know, revival is. It's you now have life. You now have. Um, uh, you know, second Corinthians 5, 17, old things are now passed away. Behold, all things are now made new. It's like, it's like, Oh my gosh, your eyes are open. You're seeing things differently. Everything is, everything is fresh. Everything is alive. Right. And, 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 and again, revival is you have excitement. You have passion. If Christian, if you don't have passion for Jesus and for other people, pray God changes that in your heart. If you can't love people, You can't see people from Jesus's perspective. You need to pray that God would take that from you, Mm. because it it is it is it is damaging your relationship not only with God, but it's 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 damaging your witness. Yeah, and and it's ugly, and it's and it's like you know, it's Jesus in Revelations three says you're either for me or against me. He, you're either hot or you're cold, lukewarm, right? Yeah. So if you're in the middle, just get off the bus. Right, If you're in the middle, just, just keep sinning if that's what you want. Right, Just go. I mean, if you're going to die anyway, you're lukewarm. You're not inherited in the kingdom of God. So just, just go live like hell. But, but here's what I'm telling you. If you choose that way, which is stupid and foolish, but if you choose that way, I promise you this. You're going to be miserable. I promise you that there's going to be uh, pain, lots of it. And so why confuse yourself and live in the middle? Why go to the Christian, go to church and all that, but still live the way you're doing? Why not have revival in your heart? Why not choose to deny the world system, the world's ways? Why not choose to discipline your mind and your heart and put all of your effort into running to the cross? Why not put yourself in a position to humble yourself and worship him, because with that comes freedom. With that comes abundant light. With that comes joy. You don't look over your shoulder anymore. You, you have complete peace and, and your life is completely transformed. And so I tell you, um, there's many that are listening today. We're not gonna, we have more notes that we would talk about, but we we just don't have time. But let me talk to you. If you're hearing our call for revival and you don't know how to, and, and maybe there's, you know, the, the James, it talks about a dross. Maybe there's like, there's a hindrance in front of you. Maybe there's something, it's so deep and it's so that you, just, you have no idea what to do to, to create in you this right spirit, the renew right spirit within you. Here's what I would suggest. I would suggest that you, you, you go to a quiet place and you repent of your sin. You, you just, every sin that you can think of, that you repent of it, that you spend quiet time just sitting there. You turn on worship music because revival, there will always bring worship. Uh, worship will always come with revival because we, we're in the presence of God and you experience the goodness of God in the way that you're supposed to you cannot shut up you have to worship him okay so i would i would turn on worship music and i would open the word of god and i would turn in the book of john or anywhere in the new testament right now and i would just start reading and start crying out to the lord as you're reading it and ask the holy spirit to reveal to you the areas that the dross is overwhelming you and 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 just say god i'm sorry for that and here's the catch Don't make that a one-time thing. This is a discipline that you have to make in your heart. You got to keep doing this. And you got to keep learning and growing. And you got to keep at it over and over and over again. And if you make that choice in your heart, and you repent of your sins, and you continually put yourself in the position to worship him, be broken before him, and you've chosen a lifestyle of humility, and you've, you've accepted the reality that you're not God and God is God. If you can do that, then revival can come to you. I know this for a fact because the Bible is very clear. A, a, a person that has a broken and contrite spirit can come boldly into the throne room of God. You have complete access to God, and God says that he will hear your prayer He will heal your body. He will heal your land. He will heal your marriage. He will heal your relationships. He will restore unto you the goodness and the hope that only he can give. And so if you're listening to this, I pray in the name of Jesus that you ask God to revive you today. If you don't know Jesus, it's simple. You just just humble your heart and say, God, Jesus, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sins. I repent. I choose today to walk and fellowship you for the rest of my life. I believe that you died on the cross and rose again on the third day. I believe that you are the author and finisher of my faith. I believe that it's in you that all things work together for me because you've called me according to your purpose. And if that's your prayer, then the Bible says that all the angels in heaven rejoice. If you repented of your sins today and you want revival in your heart, the Bible says that he will draw near to you. As you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And I promise you, you'll start be able to answer the question when someone asks, what is God saying to you today? You'll have an answer because God is constantly speaking. He is constantly um, sharing his truth with us, and he's constantly loving us. And I pray that for your life. Let's just pray now. Lord, I just thank you, and I praise you for this show. I pray, God, that your spirit would fall fresh upon every person that's listening. I pray that revival would happen at the deepest part of our hearts. I pray that repentance would take place. I pray that we would run from our sin that we would run to your cross lord that we would run to the throne room lord that we would just we would say enough with this stupid life we would say enough with our our sin and our flesh that we would that we would block that out we would put our posi- ourselves in a position so that you were glorified lord we repent of our sins we repent for our nation we repent for our churches god we ask that you would just change us from the inside out. Lord, we surrender now our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Bob, we love to hear from people.
1: Wow, what a powerful show, Pete. Um yeah, if we would love to hear from you and you can reach out to uh us in many different ways, but you can go to our website the riotpodcast.com. There's lots of resources there. There's information on our upcoming trip to Israel. Um if you just just have questions you want to know more about you know what's what's this whole god thing all about well we have a tab there that says no god and and uh man there's just tons of resources there i would ask that uh, if you're listening to this on a podcast that you would make sure you subscribe to it that you would share it with a friend and then when you have time, jump on our social media sites on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to to those channels for us. Well, what it does for us is it helps us get the word out to more people. And uh, there's nothing more powerful than a share from you to, to somebody that you just think you know. Hey, they, they should hear this. They need to listen to this. And that is the most powerful thing you can do um, to to help share the Riot Podcast. And we would really really appreciate it. it just uh, it would just be a blessing to us. And, you know, God's going to use it, how he's going to use it, but uh, maybe he wants to use you to help share the show. So <laughs> there's that opportunity. So we just ask you to do that. And then Pete, I talked a little bit about the trip. Um, this show is is dropping on March 16th, on March 19th. So if you're hearing this in the first few days of the podcast, we're going to have an informational meeting on March 19th at seven o'clock Eastern time on our Zoom on a zoom call and all you got to do is just go to our website sign up for the call we'll send you the link and you can join in and hear all about these crazy riot guys who are going to go to the middle east and just uh, teach the word of god and see places that you only read about in the bible and this is going to just be an amazing epic trip you do not want to miss it what an amazing show pete i I pray this helps people i know it's you, you, you helped me. I'm, I'm taking notes over here for my sermon on Sunday as I'm listening to you talk. This has just been an amazing time. I hope that people have been blessed.
0: Yeah, amen. God, may God bless you. May his face shine upon you. Just continue to just pursue him with everything, with everything that you got. Pursue the Lord and, and be blessed by him. So have a great week. Amen. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, Please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.